there has been problems before the war in Ukraine. And recently there's been a lot of drought also going on. So it's critical that African countries start now looking at how they can build the resilience for themselves. This is the Weekly Tradecast, a new podcast brought to you by UNCTAD, the UN's trade and development body. I'm Sarah Toms. We're exploring how major events are shaping trade and development and how that affects billions of people around the world. This week, we're looking at Africa, where soaring food and energy prices are hitting especially hard as the region struggles with the impact of the pandemic and climate change. The continent of 1.4 billion people relies heavily on grain and other essentials from Ukraine and Russia, exposing them to shortages and crippling costs that could imperil their development. The UN's latest Economic Development in Africa report says that to cope with this crisis and insulate itself for the future, the region must rethink how it diversifies its economies to attract investment and narrow huge income gaps. Now, here to talk about why diversification is so important and what it all means is Paul Akawumi, a director of the Africa Least Developed Countries and Special Program Division at UNCTAD. He was born in Ghana and he's been at the UN for 30 years. Thank you for joining us today, Paul. Now, there's been no end in sight for the Russia-Ukraine war and already we're seeing regions like Africa struggling. What more can we expect in the future? I think one of the, the critical issues that people have to recognize that there has been problems before the war in, in, in Ukraine. And if you recently there's been a lot of drought also going on in the Horn of Africa, and we know that Djibouti, uh, Somalia is going through an extensive drought problem. And the exa- this has only exacerbated the food crisis in Africa. And this is not just in the Horn of Africa, it's southern Africa as well. We expect that uh, the situation will get a little worse before it gets a little bit better. But the good thing is, is that African countries are recognizing and seeing that they need to put the right policies in place to be able to ensure that they build resilience to these food shocks, they build resilience to these economic shocks. We recognize that diversifying the economy is not about diversifying simply within the commodity sector, but is going beyond the commodity sector. We've got to remember that a lot of donor money and aid that has been refocused on COVID and now the war in Ukraine, how is this impacting Africa too and its people? Donor aid at the end of the day has never developed a country. It is important that the country put the right policies in place and develop itself. So I envisage that uh, there will be more problems to come. There will be struggles. There will be difficulties. We've seen this wherever we've been. Food crisis is having an impact in, in, in various countries and the, the population is at stress and there is some unrest. So we do expect that. Also recognizing that uh, in Africa this year, there'll be 17 or 18 elections going on. So this will just add to the problems that they have today. Stressful times ahead. So Aside from um, relying heavily on grain and other essentials from Ukraine with Russia, why would you say Africa is um, particularly vulnerable to these new shocks? Well, one key thing is that Africa is a net importer of food. 
It could be the breadbasket of the world. Agricultural policies have generally focused on subsidizing food costs rather than in, uh, in research and development, irrigation systems, extension services, the production side of agriculture. The second thing is that Africa suffered the commodity curse. So previously, countries who were engaged in agriculture have moved to the commodity sector and the mineral sector and the oil sector and have abandoned agriculture. African countries need to diversify in the high-knowledge, high-intensive, innovative sectors. Traditionally, when we talk about the service sector, we talk about tourism and transport. But here, we need, we are, in our report, we're talking about how they can get involved in the fintech, the health tech, the agri-tech, the solar and uh, renewable energy area, where there's a lot of opportunity there. These industries, service sector, provide decent jobs, high-level jobs, and that's the type of jobs that Africa needs to develop into because of this growing middle and educated class. What are the benefits of diversification or, or moving into different industries when, as you said, Africa is so rich in resources mm. from agriculture, energy, timber, diamonds, gold, uranium. Why does it have that need to diversify? The key thing is that the resources that Africa has is being extracted and exported at the raw stage. No value has been added to it. And that is the critical thing. Although Africa, with all its resources, fuels a huge global economy, the share of income is very minimal. And not only that, the number it employs at the high-level job end is also very minimal. So it's important that Africa moves beyond the, the uh, commodity in the sense the mineral sector. But the key thing here is that it needs to add value to all its products. Tell me a little bit more about the new areas that Africa should move into yeah. and why particularly those areas. This is the innovative financial sector and this is the high-tech sector. So... These are areas where Africa needs, is, is, by the way, moving forward in many areas on this, but it has to have the regulatory framework to put in place that it can happen more efficiently and swiftly. Second thing is the financial sector. If one is starting a startup on any innovative idea, there is no concept of lending money for an idea. So there needs to be a more robust financial sector with uh, private equity firms, venture capital firms coming in. And thirdly, they must build the right uh, educational infrastructure to support these high-tech, innovative startups and businesses. We've seen that small medium enterprises at the high-end skilled area and innovation area are the ones that are really the engine of growth. Not only do they initiate innovative ideas and create high-skilled jobs and opportunities, but also the technology used there can also link back to the commodity sector to support the upgrading or adding value to the commodities that they have as well. And more importantly also, it is very much linked to the CFTA as well, African Continental Free Trade Agreement, which provides the overall framework for trade within Africa a tariff-free trade within Africa. And this is critical for these startups as well. 
that they can move around the continent, that they can fill their skills gaps with people from throughout Africa to be able to move forward and progress. We envisage that if African countries provide the right political support, policy framework, regulatory framework, and financial support, Africa can become more resilient to these external shocks. Thank you, Paul Akarumi from UNCTAD for being this week's guest. Tune in to the weekly Tradecast next week and every week for more insights on the most pressing issues around the world of trade and development. And there's even more on our website, unctad.org. I'm Sarah Toms in Geneva. Goodbye for now.